welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today, happy to share a recent Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. She is Violet LeMay, and her winning book is titled, Let's Be Friends, a Lift the Flap board book. Violet was a stage designer, a university art professor, and an editorial illustrator before arriving at her dream job, writing and illustrating books for kids. She has illustrated 44 books, six of which she also wrote. Clients include HarperCollins, Penguin Random House, Scholastic, Duo Press, Imagination Press, and Highlights. A native of St. Louis, Missouri, Violet and her family are expatriates who have lived in New Zealand, China, and Malaysia. And she says if she's not at her desk drawing, she's probably outside feeding the birds who think she's Snow White. I love that. (laughs) Welcome to the network, Violet. Thank you so much, Pat. I'm, I'm just thrilled to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. I love little bits of random information about folks like outside feeding the birds who think she's Snow White. That's so cool. (laughs) Well, ever since we left the U.S., we haven't been able to have pets, and I've always had pets. I love animals, and since we couldn't have pets, I've sort of adopted the birds wherever we are. I feed them, and we just have this relationship. (laughs) No, I I get that. We live on a river, and we have uh, Canada geese, so my husband puts corn out, and I call him Father Goose. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. That's sweet. <laughs> well, listen, I read something fascinating on your website that I want to share. You were featured as part of a large exhibit at the Museum of Children's Art and Books in Seoul, Korea, where two of your paintings are now part of a permanent collection. That is just huh? so important. Yeah, it's really, that was unexpected and just so cool. And I really wanted to go to Seoul to be there uh, for the opening of that exhibit. It was a very cool exhibit. I was one of many who participated in it, of artists um, from all over the world whose books had, all of our books had been translated into Korean. Oh and um, yeah, I couldn't get there. And then COVID happened and it just, you know, it just was impossible. But maybe someday I'd really like to go someday. But the exhibit itself was amazing. And the museum is very cool. It's all children's book art. It's very, very nice museum. Oh, my gosh. That would be... You have to go. <laughs> I know. Someday I'll go, for sure. We've been all over Asia, but never <laughs> never there, but um, someday. Yep, it's on your list. I want to share one more fun fact, that you and your husband live at an American international boarding school. We do. It's so fun. We love living here. Uh, we live in Malaysia, but it's really not like living in Malaysia because it is an American boarding school, and it's really like being at the UN because the faculty is extremely diverse from all over the world, and so are the students. So, yeah, we've got people from everywhere on earth, really. And um, my husband and I live in the residence hall with the faculty, and many of them are young families with little kids, and it's just so nice for a children's book author-illustrator to be here because I'm always surrounded by kids of all ages. Even during the breaks, the families are here. And whenever I want to, I can eat in the dining hall and see all the students, and I get invited to their classrooms to share books all the time. And, yeah, it's very inspiring and a very joyful, wonderful, beautiful place to live. We're we're very blessed. Oh, my, you surely are. What a perfect atmosphere for the work that you do. As you say, very inspiring. But then you've got a whole lot of beta readers for you that you can... (laughs) That's true, too. Yep, it goes both ways. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's so good. Well, listen, back to your book. Congratulations on the book win. I was happy to share that with you. 
Oh, thank you so much. I'm just thrilled about it. Yeah, I uh, this book is very meaningful to me, and I'm honored that it could win any award at all. And yeah, it's just wonderful. So thank you very much. Well, yes, and you sent us a hard, hard physical copy, and I always appreciate that, especially children's books. Somehow, um, it seems more important to have that in your hand rather than to have a PDF or you know a document. Oh, but I it, think it, so you know. too, especially if it's an interactive book with flaps or something like that. It's I mean you can see what's going on in a PDF, but it's just not it's not the same experience at all. And even me when I I worked on this book for a long time and and then a lot of months passed and then it finally arrived, you know. And when I first opened the pages and lifted the flaps, I just couldn't believe it. Just the difference. Mm-hmm. And actually physically lifting those flaps as opposed to just looking at flat PDFs all that time. It was it was so fun to see it in person. Absolutely. And I sent that along with the pillowcases to one of the homeless shelters, so I thought that'd be a that'd oh. be a neat gift to go with a pillowcase and just, Oh, that's yeah. so perfect. Is, that's wonderful. Yes. That's really cool that you did that. Well, thank you for sending it. So a lift the flap board book. Had you done others before or was this your first venture with that kind of um uh, I did process. one other list of flat book, um, which I also wrote. It's called The Obamas, a list of flat book, and that came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one was more challenging because the flaps were all different sizes and shapes. A list of flat book will mess with your head when you're trying to figure it out because the the art that's underneath the flaps, like for example, if the flap opens vertically, if it opens up mm-hmm. instead of to the side, you know, right? The art on the back of the flap is printed upside down. Yeah. And then when you lift it up, it turns right side up. So just things like that. It's, I would figure it out for one flap. And then by the time I moved on to the next flap, <laughs> I would forget how I figured it out and just start the whole process pulling out my hair all over again, trying to sort it out. It just, they take me a lot longer than any other kind of book. But I love lift the flap books because I just love little kids. And I think, you know, of course, little kids love to play. And the more interactive a book can be, I think, the better. Oh, my. I didn't realize you actually did the process of the whole board book. I, I didn't know if you, you'd done the illustrations, but I didn't know you actually did all of the flapping. Well, I've also worked as an art director and a book designer. So I can't really approach a book without figuring all that stuff out. Uh-huh. I figure the whole thing out as I go, <laughs> the design and all the technical aspects of it, everything. I can't even think about it unless I'm doing it all mm-hmm. at once. No, I guess. Yeah, it's just the way my brain works. Oh, and I- then, of course, if a publisher buys a book that I have, you know, queried, um, they might change things, which is fine. And the typography and all of that I put in as a suggestion, and sometimes that changes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just I can't work without it. The, I think for kids' books, the text and art are very closely related, the way the design ties them together, you know? For sure. And so when I'm designing, composing each image, I want to know where the typography is going and how the, the art works around it, and definitely with the flaps, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how the how the art works with the flap. Wow. So, yeah, I do it all at once. Oh, that is so neat and very challenging. Um, mm. Yep, for sure. Well, brain gymnastics. Exactly, brain <laughs> gymnastics. That's the truth. By the end of the day, you're like, whoa. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, what happened to this day and why do I have this headache? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so funny. 
That's the time to go eat in the cafeteria so you don't have to, the dining hall That's so you don't right. have to cook, right? That's right, 100%. <laughs> well, give us a peek. Tell us about the book. What, what uh, drove okay. you to write it? Well, um, it's called Let's Be Friends, as you said, and when you open it, um, every time you turn the page, you see two different kinds of people, and there's always a question, can they be friends? So it starts with cat person and dog person, can they be friends? And when you open the flap, it says, you see the little boy with his dog, and it says, woof, yep, and a little girl with her cat, and it says, meow, of course. And then you turn the page to... The ice cream um, segment, which has all different flavors of ice cream, and this is um, pitted against each other. A little girl who likes raspberry and a little boy who likes bubble gum, and can they be friends? And you lift the flap, and it says, yes, of course, with sprinkles on top. So it starts with very, um, you know, unimportant preferences types of things. And and as the, as you turn the pages, it, it gets a little bit deeper, So it moves on to fashion. Do your fashion choices matter? Do your talents matter? Do people who have different talents, can they be friends? Um, Can people who are born in different places be friends? Does it matter where on earth you were born? Um, Of course not. We can all be friends. And then the next time you turn the page, it's different living arrangements. Um, If you live in a houseboat, an apartment, a cottage, can, can any of these guys be friends? And of course they can. Then it moves on to different ages, grandpa, mom, and baby. Do friends come in different ages? Uh, then it moves on to boys and girls. Can boys and girls be friends? And every kind of kid. And then it moves on to different colors and textures of hair and eyes and skin. Can they be friends? And then the final one is all faiths. Can people from all different faiths be friends? And the conclusion is when it comes down to it, we're all just people. We're all worthy of friendship, and friendship equals love. And I was so thrilled to that the publisher agreed to include the religion aspect of the book because this book was actually inspired by the mosque shootings that happened when my family was living in New Zealand. Um, I think that happened in 2019-ish. Um, it's a terrible thing. That type of thing doesn't happen in New Zealand. And... It's always awful, but because it was so rare, mm-hmm. it was just even more terrible. And anyway, <laughs> as that filtered through my brain, it came out as this book. And so I was really, really happy. Because, you know, religion is one of those topics you're not supposed to bring up at the dinner table. And probably not in a children's picture book either, but, yeah, it's in there. So I'm pretty happy about that. Oh, I so appreciated that um, tr- that kind of gentle transition that, as you say, you started with, with pets and ice cream and little by little, you know, you gained into a little bit more serious topics, which was, mm-hmm. was brilliant, really. Oh, thanks. That's really nice of you to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, kids seem to like it. I read it to a lot of the little ones here and did a few events in the U.S. I was um, back in the U.S. this time last year and yeah, got a good reception. I think um, it has a good message and it's entertaining and little kids like it. So, yep. Yep, yep. It, it works that way. Yeah. It was fun, easy, and important. It just kind kind of combined everything into one small little package. Oh, yeah. it is small, isn't it? It's smaller than I was expecting it to be. I was surprised when I saw it. It just fits right in your hand. <laughs> I know it's pretty cool, though. It's small, but it, it it's mighty. You know, it it gets the it job. Is. It gets the job done. So it doesn't need it to be does. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect for little hands, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. 
Mm-hmm. Now, you have other innovative books, and I was fascinated by the one with the masks of famous women on the mm-hmm. cover with the space for children to actually put on their faces. That was really fun. That's so cool. That was not my idea. Um, that publisher, Duo Press, publishes innovative books for curious children. That's their mission, and they just do the most amazing books. So, yeah, I was hired to illustrate that book. Um, Duo Press Labs wrote it, which means my friend Mauricio wrote it. <laughs> he owns um, Duo Press, and, uh, yeah, he writes a lot of the books there. So, anyway, yeah, it's really cool. You There are eye holes cut into the book. So when you open it, well, you only see one eye hole, but then when you open it and you have both pages flat, then, of course, there are two holes, and that forms a mask, and you put it up. And all kids love that book. <laughs> that is a real crowd pleaser. I'm just so honored that I got to illustrate that one, uh, just to be a part of that, because it is a lot of fun. That book is the only one that I know of that Duo Press has done, unless they've done more since I did it. I don't know. But there, there's another company that also does mask books. Um, so Duo Press isn't the only one that does them. It's very, very neat. And highlights. I always, I grew up with highlights. I loved that mm. magazine. Mm-hmm. Goofus and Gallant or Gallant or it's just so kind of cool. Uh-huh. So it's still I mean, out there, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. been around forever. And some of those series are still in it, I think. Um, I illustrate a lot for, well, Highlights is a huge company, and they have multiple magazines, not just the one that for we kids. grew up with that you see in the dentist office all the time, you know, <laughs> um, or the, I always saw it in the dentist office. Yep. Um, yeah, they also have a, a magazine for younger kids called Highlights High Five, and I illustrate frequently for that one. So, I don't know, for forever. I've illustrated for Highlights for a very long time. In fact, I was able to originate a recurring character named Donna Rosa, the pink flamingo <laughs> from Florida, um, that was a long-running series that was written by a, a prolific author whose name is escaping me right now. Her name is Anna something. Anyway, though, that series finally just ended last year after many, many, many years. Um, so that was fun. And now I illustrate other things for highlights. But yes, as a matter of fact, uh, the new issue came out today, the November issue, and I illustrated a hidden picture scene for it. And I have a friend, a workmate that I've worked with for years who lives in the United States, and his little boy loves those hidden pictures. And he was just telling me, ah, we thought it was you because we recognized the way you drew the hat on the baby. We figured you drew that one. <laughs> so it's just so fun being able to be in that magazine because so many people see it. Absolutely. Oh, that's so wild that somebody wouldn't recognize that you illustrated that by a hat. That's so good. Oh, well, this friend of mine has designed a lot of the books that I illustrated. Okay. So he's very familiar with my work. Yeah. <laughs> so many books, board books, picture books, middle grade books. You've written several yourself. Uh, I have. Yeah. In fact, this last year, I even wrote a young adult novel, like a lower end of young adult novel that a publisher is looking at right now. So fingers crossed on that one. But um, yeah, I write for all different age groups. So fun. I love your life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It is a good life. I love my life, too. I work really hard. I think sometimes people think there's this literary lifestyle that's like this fantasy lifestyle. Like, I don't know. I used to watch the show Frasier. I love that show so much Um, in the 90s. This is really dating me. And he, you know, he's this radio guy and he lives this fancy life. He's so well paid. And um, I don't know. <laughs> that is not that I think people have a similar idea about what it's like to be in publishing. And 
that's just not really been my experience. It's been, you know, it's like a labor of love. It's a lot of hard work and I make a fine living, but it's nothing fancy for sure. But it's just so gratifying. It's a very, very, very fun job. I love my job. Yes, absolutely. And I almost don't think that's much of a trade-off to say, oh, would you rather be this or this? I think you'd rather fuel your creativity, do what you love, you know. It's the only thing I can do. Yes. I'm unemployable outside of this, basically. <laughs> I truly am. <laughs> well, no worries. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy what you're doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, the, the great thing about what you do, Violet, is that you can relatively quickly address social topics that come up and then create books to help. Mm, that's very true. In fact, I have an example for you. Um, so during the the whole Uvalde thing, that terrible, terrible uh, shooting at Uvalde, I decided, as all the news was coming out in, in the days, like immediately right after this happened, um, that I would draw each one of the victims and post them on my Instagram feed and my other social media also. So I started, this was a big decision too. Um, I knew it was going to be hard to do that. For many reasons, it's just emotional. You know, you when you hear news like this, I think you want to hear it and but keep some distance from it because it's just so upsetting. Yes. And uh, anyway, but I thought, no, I want to do something and I'm just going to do it. And I had kind of a sick feeling in my stomach about it, but I did it anyway, and I'm so glad I did it. Um, so yeah, every day until I was until I had accomplished illustrations of all of them, and then because I was putting hashtags that were relevant. Um, I started hearing from people in Uvalde and even some family members and friends of the people who were victims there, which was just terrible, but also just amazing to be in contact with them and to offer them support. And um, because of all of this, one one child in particular who passed away, her name is Alicia Haven Ramirez, and her father connected with me on Instagram, and then I was able to Zoom with both him and his ex-wife, Alethea's mother. And we started an initiative to, because Alethea was an artist, and that's how all this started. Um, we started an initiative to support young artists in her honor. And there's a website called alethiasartangels.com, um, and I'm the curator of the site. And Alethea's mom and I, we worked together on that. And um, we had a GoFundMe account that raised money for this summer fundraiser where we gave away um, five gift certificates of $100 each for art supplies. And it was like an art contest open to any kid 18 and under. So we had all these amazing child artists submitting all this incredible art. And it's all there on the website and posted it all, you know, on social media. We made social media accounts. Well, I did for, um, for Alithia's Art Angels. Um, I use all of these tools promoting my own work. And so it was like, you know, like building and maintaining a website and all these social media platforms and all that. I'm just so used to doing it for myself. It was really easy for me to offer to do it um, for this cause. So yeah, and it could potentially lead to a book one day. And it already, the what I've done on social media was noticed enough that a publish, an educational publisher is including it in an art history book as an example of artists using social media to initiate change. So that was really cool and such an honor. And I found out just the other day that they're actually using the art in the book. So oh that's pretty cool. 
Oh, Violet, what a beautiful thing you did. And as you said, it was just gut-wrenching to do. You could have very easily not done that. Yeah. But you obviously <laughs> yes, had, had I could to. have easily <laughs> not done it. And it has been a lot of work, honestly, yes. um, the Alithia's Art Angels thing, but very, very gratifying. And I'm just so glad to be oh. a part of it, really. Um, those people are still just suffering so much. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I feel like it's the very least I could do. Yeah. I, you you can't even imagine that. And as you said, you don't even want to let your brain go that far because it, hurt, no. it hurts too much. So You just don't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for doing that. Wow, I'm so glad I brought that little <laughs> statement up. Oh, man. It seems like all the books I've written lately happen because bad things happen because the Another book I've written uh, that was also, this one came out, I think, in 2020, also from HarperCollins. It's called Healthy, Healthy, Love, Love, Love. And it ended up basically being like a COVID book about how to stay healthy and how to support friends when they're sick. Um, but I wanted to, when we were living in China, my son had a health crisis. He's completely fine now. And this all happened literally as COVID was starting. And our family had to flee China because of COVID, and we just barely got out as all the flights were being canceled and all that. And my son was recovering from lung surgery um, that had happened just weeks before. It was, the whole thing was just nuts. Anyway, in processing all of that, that experience with him, I wanted to write some kind of like a young adult thing, um, really like just his story. Mm -hmm. and, I sh and I had done a bunch of sketches and written the whole thing out and sent it to my agent. And because COVID was started happening she said why don't you just channel all this into what you do best and make it a book about health and staying healthy because <laughs> that's what the world re needs right now and I put that little book together so fast and my agent was able to sell it very very quickly and it went to press within six weeks which was a ridiculous it just never happened that way but the whole thing was time-based you know sure. um so, yeah, I've had a lot of experience lately with channeling terrible events into joyful little children's books. And, yeah, you might not ever know it by looking at the books, but that's how they've begun. That's fascinating. I always love to know the background and the backstory to that. And, th again, that's a be that's the beautiful thing about what you do is that you can address these things quickly. It's not like you're writing a you know 90,000-word novel. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I know that it takes a lot of time and work, but at least you can turn these things around a little bit faster. Yes, than, you're, you're very, that is, and that example I gave you is proof of it, because mm -hmm. when it is time-based, um, and if a publisher wants it in a timely manner, they'll push it through very quickly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of mm -hmm. COVID, I know you did a lot of live events in the past. What pivots did you have to make then to continue sharing your books once everything shut down? How did that work? Oh my gosh, that was just so sad. That, but, but looking at the bright side, yeah, there were pivots and they have really, I think, changed book promotion mm -hmm. moving forward because everyone learned how to video conference, which because my family's international, we were doing it already just to keep in touch with our family and friends at home. But everyone caught up and figured out how to do video conferences and how to use Zoom and all of that. And um, now there are so many virtual events that happen. And that's pretty much what authors were stuck with during COVID. And, you know, they, yeah, that was sad because everything was virtual. So it was like everything's kind of the same, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what it was. It was virtual events. But when I went home last year, things were just starting to open up. And I did one event in North Carolina at a little, my favorite little tiny bookstore in North Carolina. It's in Wake Forest. It's called Page 158 Books. It's an amazing 
amazing bookstore run by a very cool family. If any, if any of you all ever have the chance, you can check out uh, page 158 in Wake Forest. But yeah, we cautiously did a tiny little book event to promote Let's Be Friends. And a few little kids came and we were all wearing masks. And if it had been warmer, we would have had the event outside, but um, we had it inside and it was scary, honestly, because the, the shop owner's husband had recently had a terrible bout with COVID, and we were all nervous about it, but we did it. And Anyway, I'm just so thankful that the world is reopening. I know everyone is, and now we can get back into schools and libraries and bookstores and meet the kids and have fun and be in person, and that'll be great. Yes, there's nothing better than live events, although, as you said, it did. there were some advantages. We learned different ways to market. Actually, I think as you say, book marketing changed. It shifted a little bit. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, and it added aspects that maybe authors weren't utilizing in the past that now they have the capabilities and the confidence to do. Absolutely. Yeah, because for people like me being so far away, now I can zoom in. I mean, it will be in the middle of the night probably, but I can zoom in to an event if you know, if a bookstore wants to have me, um, which I've done a few times even before COVID and all that. Uh and classrooms, um, yeah, it's it's definitely opened it up. I think it makes it easier to bring people together, too. Like if you want to do an event with multiple people and not everyone can be there, you can have some people there live and some people zooming in or whatever. Right. And yeah, it just it offers another option. Absolutely, for sure. So what's next? What are you working on now? Oh, my goodness. Well, let's see here. I finished two different books that are coming out in early in 2023, I think they're educational products, which is a little bit different, and I'm not used to that. So I'm, they've been a little bit. If, if I don't understand when they're coming out, but I think it's early in 2023. <laughs> so I've got those to look forward to. One is called what's it called? It's called We Can Ride, and it is the true story of the 19 people in Colorado who, in the 1970s. Um, they're disabled and they started protesting so that they would be allowed to ride public transportation, the buses in Colorado. And we have them to thank for, um, for all of that, for wheelchair access Mm -hmm. on public transportation. It's a very, very cool story. And that's for middle grade, which is a much different style of art. And it was, you know, it was, um, a challenging, it's challenging drawing wheelchairs. I'll tell you, I have drawn, I've drawn one picture book with wheelchairs. It's just an amazing book. It's called Yes, I Can. It came out from Imagination Press, I think, in, oh, 2018 or 19. It's a wonderful book. Um, and that might be why I got this job. But all of these wheelchairs, they're very hard to draw, and there are 19 people in them. So oh, it was a wow. it was a daunting yeah. task, <laughs> all those wheelchairs. And then the other one I have coming out is called, I think it's called Max Can Go Fast or Max Goes Fast. And it's a chapter book about a little boy who goes fast in different ways. The first chapter, he's running. and the second chapter, he's on a scooter. And in the third chapter, his dad takes him to like a monster truck show at Madison Square Garden. And he gets to watch all these crazy trucks going fast in the mud. So that was fun. Um, and also a little bit different from all the little baby books I've been doing, you know, for slightly older kids. So that was really fun. And, yeah, I mentioned the highlights illustration that just came out today. and. The, what else I've been doing is writing my own stuff and illustrating my own books. Um, and I can't be specific about it, but I'm always doing that. So I've got four or five of those in various stages of completion. Sure. 
including the novel that I mentioned and my working with my agent to send those out, you know, trying to find a publisher for them. And oh. I've written another one that I need to draw. And so I made, got sort of the thumbnail file set up so that I can, I have the text on all the pages and now I just need to fill it with art. So I've been sort of tink, just getting started tinkering with that. Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh. I love your messy, creative brain, right? It's just... <laughs> It is that. It's messy. <laughs> it's good mess. It's a good mess. Mm-hmm. All righty, my friend. Well, as we begin to wrap up, anything we missed that you wanted to highlight today? Oh, no. I think, Pat, you've just hit hit it all. You've done a terrific job. This has been such a lovely chat. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, if you would then share any and all contact information where folks can find out more about you, get copies of your books, wherever you want to take us. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, I have a website. It's called violetlemay.com. Very easy to find it. Or if you just Google me, I'm all over Google. It's very, very easy to find me. Um, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok, I'm just at Violet LeMay, no spaces. Um, and I have a separate Facebook fan page, which is, I think if you just Google Violet LeMay on Facebook, it's the first thing that comes up. It's Violet LeMay Illustration is the name of the Facebook page, was the original name of the Facebook fan page, but I've since changed the name to Author Illustrator, but in the link it still says Violet LeMay Illustration. Excellent. So we're speaking with Violet LeMay. Her website is violetlemay.com, and LeMay is spelled L-E-M-A-Y. The book that won the Firebird is Let's Be Friends, but obviously there's so many more fascinating and fabulous books to find head over to her website there's a lot of goodies there my friend you are living your best life i think you're just giving hope and inspiration to everyone who's going to tune into this and who's listening to this right now thank you so much please share more of your work with us i would love to keep talking with you about you and all that you do to help others oh thanks thanks so much pat it's an honor to have met you and to have been included here on the radio with you and yeah now that we've met uh you won't be able to get rid of me so (laughs) (laughs) and that's a good thing you'll you'll be hearing more from me thank you so much pat 